Really quick, I want to apologize a little bit ahead of time for this episode. I recorded it. Um, it was well after midnight, and I'd had a very long day. I was at a, an event, a um, a type a community event with some other horse people, and I just I had this inspiration. I wanted to record this podcast, but my voice is a little bit under the weather. I had been talking all day, and so it does. I'm a little bit monotone and lackluster in this podcast, but it's okay. I'm very enthusiastic about this topic and I hope you can still enjoy it and get the information out of it and kind of look past the fact that I was very tired during this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Willing Equine podcast. We are recording this in my car during my commutes to and from my work, so the audio may not be super clear, and also my daughter is with me in the car, so you may hear her little comments throughout the podcast. But otherwise, hopefully you can enjoy this podcast and we can discuss all sorts of interesting topics that have to do with making a positive impact on your relationship with your horse. I think one of the biggest struggles in the horse world is comparing ourselves, comparing ourselves and our horses to other people's horses and, and, um, what they're doing, what they're achieving, what their goals are and seeing where we are in our training and thinking, why can't we do that? Why aren't we there? Why can't my horse do that? I need a different horse, whatever it's just all the comparisons that happen with social media, with going to shows, with even just other horse owners and horses at your own barn that you may be bored at. And there's quite a few horses and the pressure that comes along with that, whether it's self-induced or, um, created by somebody else. We, when we feel that pressure to be matching a standard, to be performing at a certain level. Um, this is really easily explained by talking about young horses. Um, when a horse owner decides that they want to wait to start their horse under saddle until the horse is four years or older, they will oftentimes get a lot of pressure from social media, other people at the barn, well-meaning people often that are just have opinions about when or how much or how often a horse should be ridden or how young and you know they'll ask questions like when are you going to ride that horse and you're like I'm going to wait and they don't get it Um, or even maybe you have already started your horse under saddle but you're taking it slowly and then the person you know five stalls down with their colt the horse is the same age and already loping circles and getting ready for their first show and you're just barely teaching your left and right cues or going on trail rides it's really hard to cope with having those comparisons around all the time and feeling the pressure from the outside and the pressure um, from ourselves too we often put certain ideals and certain expectations on ourselves and where we want to be with our horses and when the horses don't meet those expectations as quickly or we just we had a training plan and we expected to go from point a to point b in our training quickly and um, be ready for our first show in x amount of months and clearly we're not going to make that deadline and um that can be really hard i i'm not you know, I'm not uh, going to pretend and say it's not hard because I do it to myself too. I'm very hard on myself when my horses aren't 
meeting certain expectations that I have, have of not necessarily them, but of my training and where I'd like them to be. You know, I take them out into public sometimes where I have students work with them and um, I'll, or I'll want to demo something to somebody and I pull out a target and I'm like, here, let me show you this. And the horse just doesn't. (laughs) And I'm just like, well, I know we can do this, but today it's not happening. Um, And we're going to roll with it. And it's, but that can be, that can be hard. That can be frustrating. Um, Anyway, so just those expectations and those comparisons that happen in general in the horse world it's it's challenging to say the least to know how to deal with those to know what's um what is something that we should be looking to what or should we have expectations should we have comparisons at all or are all comparisons and all expectations bad um or you know or should we, you know, and how much is too much? So if let's say that it's okay to have some expectations, what's the line? What's too much to expect from our horses? What's too much to be comparing? Um, that can be a hard line to find and can be just challenging in general to know when to say this is fine, this is normal, and then when to say, okay, we need to, you know, bump up our game. I think that to begin with, to be able to decide what's acceptable and what is something that we should be okay with as far as saying, I'd like to be able to do that with my horse and have that comparison and have that expectation. But maybe even expectation or comparison aren't the right words at that point to have that goal. So there's a difference between having an expectation of your horse where you, an expectation almost assumes a, um, where you feel like your horse kind of owes you that, like where they should know that, that they should give you this, that they owe you something, um, or that they need to live up to a certain standard. And those can be really dangerous and harmful to your relationship with your horse and something that probably shouldn't exist in your relationship at all, not even slightly. Uh, And then there's going to be goals. Goals are different, though. Goals have... um, They have a different feel to them. They have a future. If we get there, that would be awesome. We're going to work towards it. We're going to work towards it together. But I don't necessarily expect this of my horse. At least that's how I view goals. I view goals as a um, something flexible, something that I would like to work towards, but it's not a make or break. And I'm not going to be offended by my horse. I'm not going to take it personally if my horse doesn't meet that goal, at least not within a certain time frame. So to me, goals and expectations are different, and they have different feels for them. They have different um, meanings for how they affect the relationship, um, because I picture them differently, and I work towards them differently. If I have an expectation of a horse, it's telling me that I feel like that horse owes me something, 
Whereas if I have a goal for a horse or something that I would like, that means that it's kind of on my shoulders, or well, it is on my shoulders, to help that horse and I achieve that goal. But it's not necessarily something that the horse owes me, and then I'm not going to be frustrated by if they don't meet. Um, that's probably a personal interpretation of those two words, but I just kind of wanted to throw those out there, and maybe that'll help people define the difference for themselves and for their horses. But as far as comparisons go, wrapping it back to that aspect of it, when we get on social media and we see, or we see that colt down the barn aisle that is already doing laps in the arena and preparing for their first show and we're barely getting in the saddle and they're the same age, when we have those comparisons that are constantly, we're constantly surrounded by all the time and we just feel this, it just gets to us, it's... it's pressure. It adds pressure. It adds um, a sense of lack of accomplishment. Uh, it's almost, I'm trying to think of the right word, but it it kind of crushes your joy a little bit. It kind of makes your little successes, like being able to get in the saddle without there being a bucking fit or teaching your horse to turn left or turn right when we're trying to do things very very slowly for certain reasons when we see that colt over in the arena doing laps at the canter or the lope and you know we want to be happy about our little success but then in the back of our brain we're like man I I wish we were doing that or look what he's doing that's amazing and I'm over here and I'm just can barely turn my horse left. Um, Those comparisons can be very harmful for our relationship. And I want to talk about why we shouldn't be focusing on those comparisons um, for a couple of reasons. One, what do you value? What, What are your priorities with your horse? Is it the relationship with the horse? Is it making sure your horse is happy and comfortable and not in any discomfort and clearly understands the exercise and doesn't go through a lot of stress and um, discomfort and fear through the training? Or is, or what you value is being able to lope multiple circles around the arena within a couple of weeks of starting your horse and getting ready for a show really quickly and be able to show that horse quickly and get into the top levels quickly and to achieve, achieve, achieve and get ribbons and all that. I'm not saying that competition and ribbons and loping are bad, but if you're functioning on a timeline, if you're, if, if what you're valuing is that end expectation of your horse when you're you're valuing how far you can progress how quickly versus the relationship with the horse then it's very different it's very different for you it's very different for the horse so the comparison is not a true one and this particularly shows up when we're comparing or we want to compare positive reinforcement training when we're training it, whether it's Western pleasure or trail riding or hunter jumper, it doesn't matter what you're actually training, but when you're training it with positive reinforcement versus traditional type training methods with negative reinforcement and positive punishment, um, or natural horsemanship methods, 
when we're trying to compare what we see with the horse that's being trained with negative reinforcement and then what we're seeing with the horse that's being trained with positive reinforcement it's not a fair comparison and it's setting ourselves up for disappointment and frustration if we're trying if we're comparing two completely different pathways of achieving this a similar but different end result it's just not a fair comparison. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to your horse. And you're going to disappoint yourself and you're going to frustrate yourself and you're going to possibly give up because you are trying to track a timeline of a completely different path, a completely different path to the same end of the road or a different end of the road with somebody else who's on a totally different path. You can't see that cult getting ready for his first show in a couple of weeks and compare it to you starting your cult with positive reinforcement and taking a longer, slower path because we're spending more time prioritizing different aspects of the training. And, you know, with positive reinforcement, it's no um, secret that teaching things like rain cues might take a little bit longer. You know, we use a target, then we fade out using the target and we add the cue and, and then we add the rain and, and so on. So that wasn't actually in order, but it, whereas with negative reinforcement, the process is typically you go straight to the rain and you pull on it a little bit or gently, you know, add a little pressure and a little bit more or just hold it until the horse gives and then you give back the rain and usually within a couple repetitions the horse gets it and you've got your rain cue now there's nothing wrong with training a rain cue that way but if you're trying to train it with a different format a different formula it's going to look different and it may take longer and it may take shorter there are certain aspects of positive reinforcement training that actually take shorter amounts of time than with negative reinforcement and it would be, again, unfair to compare the two. So really what got me started talking about this was, well, it has been repeatedly over time hearing people refer to why they wouldn't want to train with positive reinforcement. They, I hear quite often that because there are no horses that are showing at high levels with positive reinforcement, truly positive reinforcement, there are people that are showing with mixed and that's fantastic, but there are no people that are showing with very high level horses with that have been trained with exclusively positive reinforcement or as close as we can get. And so people will say, okay, see, it can't be done or, um, why would I want to do that if you if I can't show? Like, obviously, it doesn't work for high-level showing if it's not been done before or nobody else is doing it or it's not possible. And I have two things to say for that. One, we're getting there. I still believe it's possible. I think that there's going to be uh, parts of the show world that will need to change to accommodate um, more ethical training approaches and giving uh, horse owners more freedom to communicate with their horse and utilize positive reinforcement within the showing environment. But besides that, it's just because we can't show at it with show with it 
in this modern day of competition doesn't mean it doesn't work. It does. It's just that the standard, the expectation, and what we and what people value when they switch over to working with positive reinforcement is different than probably most people that are at the show or in the show world and working towards the ribbons and showing at high level. Again, this is not because showing is bad, not in the least. I love to show. I hope to get back into showing very soon, but it's going to look a little bit different for me. And I may not place in the highest part of the ribbons and I may not make it to nationals. And that's okay with me because my, what I value has changed. This doesn't mean that positive reinforcement doesn't work. It works for me. It works for my horses. It works for my clients' horses. It works for horse training in general. It's just that it's a little different. It's a little bit different. My values have changed. I value the relationship with the horse more. I value my horse's willingness and their um, ability to choose and their... um, their emotional state more than I value accomplishments and meeting expectations of the show world and the border, other boarding people at the barn. My, what I value with my horse, where I am in my relationship with my horse, what I want out of that relationship with my horse is not the same as everybody else's. It's probably not the same as most of the people on social media. It's not going to be the same as most people that are boarding horses at that barn. Um, I was at an event today where everybody's trail riding and we're all doing the same thing, but I'm training very differently from everybody else and that's okay. It might mean that at a certain point during the trail ride, I get off my horse because I don't want to push them past their threshold or I don't want to exhaust them or make them work through it. So I would rather get off and walk than to push my horse past a certain point. And that's okay with me. I value my relationship with my horse and I value that type of relationship with my horse enough that I'm willing to look different, do different things, and be different than everybody else and deal with the fact that they're going to look at me weird and they're going to wonder why I'm not riding my three-year-old filly, you know, in the next couple of months when she turns three and I'm actually waiting till she's four and it's going to be very, very slow and you probably won't see her in the show ring until she's five, six, or seven. And that's okay with me because that's what I value. I value a horse that is willingly doing their job, that has fantastic joints, that is ready mentally and physically, that wants to be there, that has the choice to be there, that is enjoying their job and is willingly working for it and not just something that I'm pushing the horse through or expecting them to do or expecting them to achieve. And those are my goals. Those are my goals for my horses and I. And this doesn't mean that positive reinforcement doesn't work. It just looks different. The what we value when we train with positive reinforcement is different. So you can't compare yourself to other horse people and to other people in your barn and to other people you see on social media because what you value is different. Your goals are different. So don't set yourself up 
for that type of frustration. You can't look at somebody who's training traditionally and achieving goals X, Y, and Z and expect to have those same things when you're on a completely different path. You're just setting yourself up for frustration and disappointment to be down one path, but looking over at this other path and wishing you were there. Don't look at that other path. Don't even consider it. Look down your own path. Keep your eyes set on the goal of what it is that you want. Be set on that and, and, and be flexible in those goals, but also dedicated to them and keep your values front and center. Even take the time to write them down. Sometimes that really helps people is to get out a piece of paper or on your phone or on your computer or heck, make a social media caption if you want to and write out what you value in your relationship with your horse. Write out your goals that have to do with improving your relationship to meet those, um, well, I guess to write out what you value in your relationship and how your goals are suited to those values that they, they all match up, that they work together. So don't tell yourself you value having a willing, um, horse in, in riding under saddle and in your training together, but then say that your goal is to perform at this show at this time and we're going to make it there come hell or high water. You can't have both most likely. Maybe, maybe if you're really good and you give yourself lots of time and your goal is way out in the future, but it would be better to say, I value my, my willing partner here and I would like to meet, we may eventually go do this type of showing. We're going to see if we can get to that point, but if not, that's okay. Or your goal could be something that is a little bit more down that emotional uh, pathway, which is that my value, I value my willing partner, my horse that loves its job, that is, has autonomy, that has choice, that has, um, is, has, is free to make decisions and to make mistakes. And I value that in our relationship that I can give this to my horse. So my goal is, is to be able to train at Liberty in various locations or to be able to go out exploring with my horse or to go, I don't know, just something that is well suited to what you value and not completely either contradictory or going to make it hard to stick to what you value, to stick to what it is that you want from your relationship. If your goals are so separate from what you want from your relationship, then it's, you're going to put yourself kind of ping-ponging back and forth between what you want as far as your goals and what you want from your relationship with your horse. So try and put them down the same path and try not to let your self be, um, just to not let yourself beat yourself up about where you are compared to people who are training on a completely different path than you are. Stick with your path, know what you want and believe it. Believe that's the best way for you and your horse. And 
stay focused on those goals and what you value and what you want out of your relationship with your horse. And just try and remember that when other people make comments and when other people ask you questions, they are seeing what you're doing from their path. They don't understand your path. They don't understand what it is that you value. They don't understand your goals because they're not on that path with you. They're not there with you. They're not doing that same thing with you. They don't have those same values. And that's not to say that they're doing anything wrong. It's just different. And that's okay. So they can be over on this other path doing their thing. And when they are making comments about what you're doing, and when they say things, and then when they kind of doubt your training, or even if they're a little bit rude about it, you have to understand that they're coming from a very different place where they just don't see it. They don't see what it is that you're trying to achieve. They don't understand it. They don't value it. So of course they're confused by it and they wonder what on earth you're doing over here, you know, playing with your horse at Liberty in the arena while they think if you were on their path, according to their path, your horse should be under saddle working, preparing for a show. That's their path. That's what they're going down. Those are their goals, their expectations, their values, and what mission they are on with their horse or to get their horse through a certain program. And so all they see is that pathway and they don't understand your path. So try not to compare yourself to other people. Try not to let them get you down or make you question what it is you're doing. Just remember that you're on a very different pathway than they are and they don't understand it. Maybe one day they will. And try and be considerate of what they're, what they understand and what they're doing and the fact that they don't understand the difference. And also remember that when you're training with positive reinforcement or with the relationship first or your horse first, that you may not meet certain goals, certain goals that are common in the horse world. You, certain horses are not going to be able to perform at high levels without force, whereas other horses might be able to with just the positive reinforcement because maybe they have a higher energy level or that's something that they really enjoy. And certain horses would only do that with force and coercion and um, a lot of pressure. There are so many horses out there that under no circumstances would they put themselves voluntarily in a show world situation and perform the way they do without the pressure and the force to do it. They don't love their job like is often, unfortunately, interpreted. But um, a lot of people just think that's normal and that's okay. So you have to realize that while all these other horses are out there showing, most of them probably don't want to be there. So when you have your horse, your horse may be one of those that enjoys a show environment. There are certain horses that thrive on attention and thrive on um, investigating and exploring and going on trips. I, I have a horse that's like this and she is bored out of her mind in her pasture with her buddies. She wants to be out. She wants to be learning. She wants to be exploring and traveling, getting in the trailer, going places. This is what she loves to do. But I have six horses and she's the only one that likes to do that. So I can't expect the same thing of my other horses if they're just not willing to do that voluntarily 
and expect to be able to do that with positive reinforcement. I'm kind of setting myself up for a disappointment. I can work towards it. I can see if I can make it better for them. And hopefully we can get to that point where they can at least enjoy it somewhat. But they're just not built the same way that my filly is where she intensely enjoys that. And so it's going to be much easier to achieve goals like that with a filly, with a horse that is really intense and outgoing, such as my filly, um, versus the ones that would rather just be home and hanging out with their buddies, which is most horses. So try not to... If your values are and your goals are to not have to, to force your horse, to push your horse into things, to use pressure and coercion to get your horse to do things, you're going to be disappointing yourself if you're trying to go down this path with positive reinforcement and autonomy and um, trying to have your horse be a willing partner, but then looking over here at these at this other path, these other goals, these other values where people are are pushing their horses, are using pressure, are ex- having expectations of their horses that their horses may not willingly want to meet. So just stay focused on what it is that you would like out of your relationship with your horse. And if that's to work with positive reinforcement, for it to be a low-stress situation, for a training environment, for it to be... Um, about communication and willingness and respecting your horse's choices and giving them a voice, then stay focused on that and try and when you're looking at other people training their horses, look to other people that are working within the same pathway, that are on that same path. And you'll be comparing your your training in a uh more fair light in that you can have you can see how okay there's there's a person that is trying to achieve exactly the same thing I am they're a little bit further along down the path but I see where they're going and that's something that I can work towards versus looking at somebody else who's on the other path and you kind of want to go towards that path but you're trying to do it while staying on your path and it's just not going to work out So I hope this really helps um, kind of understanding how having our values and goals set on our own path and not having expectations and not looking over at somebody else's path and wanting what they have while doing what we're doing, all of that is just going to make it frustrating and try and understand that other people are on different paths and that's okay. It's really okay for them, and maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll see your pathway and think, I want that too, and switch over, and that would be fantastic. But try not to let it get to you and compare yourself to other people. Focus on you, focus on your horse, and really enjoy your relationship with your horse and the pathway that you're on. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find out more, head to my website, thewillingequine.com. Uh, on there, I have a, a very extensive FAQ page that offers information and answers questions about training in general, as well as my training and services and more information about the Willing Equine. I'm also available on most major platforms, uh, social media platforms, that is, such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. On my website, there's also a blog. I'm an extremely prolific writer. I love to write. So besides my podcast, that's another way to get access to information that I 
I share. And also feel free to leave feedback. I love to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you think, what you like, what you don't like about the podcast, and any changes you might recommend. Um, so if you are listening through Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave a review through there, or you can contact me through my website or one of those social media platforms. And I look forward to talking to you in future podcast episodes.